Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, winning, uh, winning cures everything. Good gracious, <laughs> starting out the show strong today. I see. Uh, it is winning cures everything. I'm Gary, and I'm Chris, and this is Friday, January the fifteenth. Of course, we've got a long weekend ahead of us. Uh, what is it this time? Martin Luther King Jr. Day is on Monday, so uh, classes will begin at most universities uh, right after Monday. So I think things will start on Tuesday. And, uh, and we will roll from there. We'll see what uh, what's going on with uh, this crazy, crazy world that we're living in. McKinnon jumps in already, said, Happy Friday, boys. If you would like to be a part of the show, uh, obviously we're a little earlier than usual today, um, but if you want to jump in on the chat, you can. We are on Periscope, Twitch, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Any of those platforms will populate right there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Uh, McKinnon, of course, jumped in on Facebook, and you can see it right there on the screen. Uh, If you are just listening to the show on the podcast, first off, thank you. We appreciate that. We're going to be moving more towards podcasts as opposed to the live show. We'll explain more about that next week or in the coming weeks uh, as the schedule shifts again to the offseason once the NFL stuff uh, gets taken care of and all that. We've only got, uh, what, a few more weeks left in the NFL? So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll figure out the schedule as we go, and we will inform you uh, thoroughly as we do that, and uh, and you know there will be some changes, but nothing too crazy. You'll still be able to get the uh, to get the thing. McKinnon jumps in. Possibly a sad day to be a Falcons fan. We are going to talk about that. Um, we are going to talk about Arthur Smith, the Brown Yeti. Said sup, fellas. He is on YouTube again. You want to jump in the chat? You can do so. Uh, SBRPicks.com/slash/NCAAF is where you can get our college football gambling content, uh, along with coming up shortly. Just college football news, notes, etc. We will be doing a college football show over there uh, every week for the foreseeable future. Make sure that you subscribe to their YouTube channel. That is uh, SBR Picks on YouTube. Just search it out. Very easy to do so. Or you can just find it over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Ah, Chris, that was a lot of news. Um, or a lot of intro, I guess. Let, let's talk about the first main topic of the day. We have not gotten a chance to discuss Urban Meyer as the new Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. Uh, first off, let me get your thoughts here. Uh, I I think they could have done worse, but I I don't know, man. I'm very curious to see can the college way come to uh, to the pros. This is a job that he has gone eleven and one, and over that one loss has quote unquote stressed out to the point of having health problems. Well, even uh, in close wins, he has uh, that is, this is not issues. how the, the NFL works. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I will tell you, if that if he feels like, well, okay, nine and seven, and I make the playoffs, then he doesn't work himself up over that. It could be that, you know, the way the college football is, if you don't go undefeated, you get bounced quickly. And and you know, the pressure is so high because of the kind of the bullshit of the way the sports put together. Um, the NFL's just not like that. It it doesn't have that type of bullshit. And so you don't have to worry about it. You also don't have unreasonable expectations from your bosses and fans. That's uh, true. And you you only basically have one boss. So the fans can think what all they want. You're not worried about upsetting boosters. You're not worried about it. I think the NFL job is so much, A, it's a lot harder because everybody is really good, but it it would just be a better job. You're not dealing with boosters. You're not having to go on, you know, you know, these, you know, nickel and dime radio shows to, to talk about things every day, every week about what's going on in your program. Why didn't you get that five star? Why did he go to the, your rival school? You know, you don't have to answer any of those questions. None of that stuff matters. Yeah. Everybody expects losing in the NFL. It just is what it is. Now we'll say this, you know, we, uh, we both listened to the Yahoo College Sports podcast. Dan Wetzel and those guys. There was a quote from Urban Meyer when he was asked years ago if he would ever be uh, interested in the NFL, and he said, "Man, I, like those guys go seventy four and fifty eight, and yeah. and like that's good." He said, "I I couldn't do that. I couldn't yeah. handle fifty eight losses unless you can." Like yeah. It, it, the the expectation level changes, right? We will see. Okay, we will see. I will tell you this. He has the ability to make this team in his image. Now, I don't know if they made him the GM also or if they're hiring a GM. Maybe they've already hired one, and I just didn't pay attention to the news. Um, but they have almost $100 million of cap space and 11 picks in this draft, four in the top 45. So this is an opportunity for that team to look completely different than it looked last year for him to build it in his own model. I'm very curious to see the staff that he puts together. Yes. Offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators are far more important in um, the NFL than necessarily in college. Um, at your top tier level, you have to have elite coordinators, but I mean, you can, you can be a good middle tier school and nobody know your coordinators names. That's fine. Um, you, you can't be that in the NFL. Everybody's going to know their names, and the staffs that they help you put together uh, are, are important. These staffs are big. You're you're not managing, uh, you know, a smaller staff like in college. You're going to have a lot of if you want to win. You're going to have a lot of guys. I mean, you're going to have scout guys that just watch film on a team, not even on your schedule, and they're going to watch every game they play, and they're going to break down everything, and they're going to make notebooks of notes for if you play them in the playoffs, maybe. And all that work is going to be if you don't make the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs or you don't match up with them in the playoffs, you're just going to, you paid somebody for an entire year to, to basically micromanage and observe this team and, and just throw it all the way at the end of the year. Yeah. It, it's, it's really insane. Um, I, I know a lot of people talk about the fact that Urban Meyer uh, has for years and years now always had the most talent. Uh, yep. One of the things that was brought up that was a selling point, or not necessarily, uh, it was a, a hiccup, why it took so long to get this deal done, is because Urban Meyer wanted 
a commitment from the Jags to upgrade their facilities. I know. That is crazy to think about, but it, it's true. You know, you look at the Patriots' facilities, it is nothing like like Alabama, Clemson, even Auburn, and There are and high whatever. schools in Texas that are better than the Patriots' facilities. Yeah, and it, it's the same thing across the NFL. They now, don't have some. an indoor practice facility. If it's 32 degrees and, and sleeting outside, we're going to go practice outside. You know why? Because we're New England, and we play in this shit. Yes. So why practice in a 70-degree indoor facility? But on top of that, perfect it, there's, turf. there's no uh, there's no putt-putt. There's no, you know, whatever nope. it is. You there's are no coming. There's no barbershop. There's yep. no, there's no, there's no, you know, video studio or whatever, music studio. There's none, none of that crap. And the reason for it is, of course. Um, it's about football. It's about football. And it, it's, not, it's not just about football. It is that the extra money that comes into the sport is, doesn't just go to the schools so that they have something fancy to sell to they people. They have to pay the players, they and the players, the players would rather it go in their pocket, and they can yes. put a putt-putt range at their house, yep. and, and they can they can have all the recording studios at, on their palatial estates. Uh, Taylor jumps in. He said, uh, good day, boys. WCE to start the weekend right. And then he said, breaking Duke's AD announced he is retiring in August. Um I mean, there's there's a lot more Duke stuff going on. Uh, David Cutcliffe announced that he is relinquishing play calling duties for next year. I can't um, believe Cutcliffe's coming back. I'm I'm a little surprised myself. But so he's going to come back. He's just going to come back to do less work. Pretty much, pretty much. That's take uh, the paycheck, David. I'm good with that. I'm okay. That's what it appears as of right now. I, uh, you know, no, I'm 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 very curious to see how it works. I think he's going to ask the owners to put money where it, you know it, it's not necessarily going to matter to to. Winning and losing, um, he you know, wanted the facilities it, the, upgraded to to help recruit free agents. No, you, that's not how any of these free agents work. Exactly, that's just not how any of it works. <laughs> they want they care about playing time. They care about how much money they're going to get paid. They're going to you know they they care about. I will tell you that I have heard reporters talk about. There's one place where they actually care about facilities. And that is Minnesota, and it is their training facilities. It is they have put so much money into hyperbaric chambers and cold pools and hot tubs and 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 therapeutics um, technology. They they ha- are on the extreme cutting edge of uh, therapeutic technology and taking care of your body and helping the players do that. There are many players that have said, "If I was a free agent." and they offered me a half-decent contract, I would take less money to go to Minnesota. Reporters haven't dropped names of players, but they've dropped reports that that is one thing that the players actually care about because they that saves them from investing in their body. They don't have to go spend $2 million on a wing of their house having all of this stuff if the campus that you work for has it itself. True. Very, very true. So I am curious to see what Urban Meyer is going to do here. Um, you know, I, I, everybody can easily look at, you know, former college coaches and and whether or not they have succeeded or failed uh, and just kind of try and, and pin it on that. Um, I think Urban Smart, uh, Urban Smart, Urban Meyer is an incredibly smart guy. Yep. I think uh, I think he could be successful here. All the things that you mentioned about the cap space, he's good. I mean, they got the number one pick. They got this a ton of draft team. capital. You know, this is going to be his team. Yep. So any flaws in three years or two years, we don't get to say, oh, well, I didn't get this or I didn't get that. No, no, no. You're going to have every benefit uh, to, to be able to do those things. Uh, he, uh, 
Shit, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. Just, my brain just completely <laughs> well, went away. It's a Friday. But, it's a, yeah. that's no. it's a Friday, and I totally understand that. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, let's let's move off Urban Meyer. Let's talk about uh, Robert Sala, 49ers defensive coordinator. He is the new head coach of the New York Jets, and they have done this back and forth multiple times. They went with a defensive guy with Todd Bowles, and then they went with an offensive guy with Adam Gase, and now they're back to a defensive guy with Robert Sala. Uh, they're just picking opposites now and, and hoping that something sticks. Does... This hire in like infuriates you or nope. excite you a little bit or you I know was, what it bothered me because I thought the 49ers have a chance to do something if they can stay healthy they have a chance to be special and I I think I think he is a big piece of that defense um him leaving I do think hurts the 49ers cuz I like him a lot okay Going to the Jets, I just think this is one of those franchises that's look, I'm a fan of the Browns. I'm a fan. Like I I know some franchises just have the stigma of they always lose, they always lose. The right guy can come in and change that. The problem is, is they really need to revamp all 22 starters. Not that all 22 starters can't play, but they they gotta, I mean, they they have a roster problem. Well, it's it's not just a raw, it's also a culture problem. We talked about this with the Texans. There is a there's a legit issue there, um, and and I don't know that anybody there really knows how to win. You know, I that's that's the weird thing, right? I, Do you I, lose for so long that you just begin to accept losing? That's yeah, the thing. That's, and you got to bring somebody in there that won't accept it, but they have to understand it. It's a you got to change these guys' minds while trying to get them to keep playing. I do think the, these players played hard at the end of the year. Oh I yes, do. I really do. So. At losing begets losing, typically. Um, you have to get it through their heads that losing is not okay. Like, yes, you're getting a paycheck, but the more that you lose, the 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 less that these... I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's not good. It's, you're going to lose jobs. Like, players are going to lose contracts, etc. Yeah. If you are... It doesn't matter what kind of a player you are. Um, if you are saddled with all those losses like people will take notice like obviously something was wrong with him because his team's never won like and no you can't place it just on the one player but that's that's a big part of it man you you cannot be comfortable with losing and not to say that the Jets are but that's what it's felt like there for so long you know it's just people showing up to collect a paycheck whether it was Le'Veon Bell or, or whoever else right so 
Um, I'm I'm curious. Like this is not where I thought Salah would have taken a job. I I am curious if he really believed in something there, or if this is the only one that was offered to him. I was he, just about to say. I wonder if just defensive guys aren't getting offered jobs. It's very possible. And that and therein lies the thing where this is the first people that offered you, but they might be the only ones that offer you because nobody else seems to be wanting to go the defensive coach route. So, so we had seven uh, coaching openings. Um, let's let's move on into some more NFL coaching news. The so let, let's talk about the Lions first. Um, the Lions. It looks like Dan Campbell, the tight ends coach and associate head coach for the Saints. It looks like he is the favorite to land that job. Now that is a name that kind of came out of left field, but he's been with Peyton for a little while. Um, you know, it, we we talked a couple of years ago when everybody was getting the jobs because they knew McVeigh. Yeah, uh, we we no, talked I've about said, why. I've said this continuously. I've I've beat this drum. If if you could hold the jockstrap for Vic Vay for five minutes and get a job in the NFL, why in the hell is nobody? Andy Reid has a great coaching tree. Tons of guys have gotten jobs because they've worked with Andy Reid. Nobody, zero goose egg people have gotten jobs for working under maybe the best offensive play caller in football. I mean, it's him or Andy, right? Yeah, it's and it's, it's been insane. them for. 15, 20 years? Not, and, and not nobody. a short time. Yeah. A long time. Now, I, I wonder so, if uh, if Bounty Gate and all that had maybe something to God, do with it. That's that. got nothing to do with but, it. Now, the, the defense and the offense in the NFL are so separated. Yeah. They literally have their own staffs, their own people. The only time those guys, defensive and offensive guys, are ever in the room together is on special teams meetings if you're, if you're on special teams. That's it. That's the list. What – what one guy was doing on the one side of the ball, the other guys literally had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon, by the way, jumps in on the Jets, said, feels, uh, feels so damn bad for Darnold in that franchise. I genuinely believe he's a fantastic quarterback, but he plays for the arguably worst-ran franchise in the NFL. Uh, well, let's, let's be careful with the fantastics, okay? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think, know that I he's I think Darnold's there. good. I think Darnold's good. I don't know that he's great. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think if I think if Darnold was in an unbelievable situation, he'd still look a whole lot like Sam Darnold. Yes, very much so, very much so. So Dan Campbell, uh, a good good on him for being able to uh, to I believe get this job. We'll see what ends up happening because it's not official right. as of yet. Uh, and then Arthur Smith, uh, Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, looks like he is going to be the guy for. Well, he's the been offered the Falcons job. Yep, that's so it. so if, according if he turns to sources, it down, that'll be kind of weird. But certainly, you will be. don't usually get turned down when you, it's the first time you've ever had a coaching job offered to you. And and to think about it, just two years ago, people were trying to figure out, yo, is this guy even qualified to be an offensive coordinator? I was asking that question. Yeah, and and now two years later, uh, looks like he is getting a head coaching job in the NFL, and you know, a meteoric rise, and this tends to happen sometimes. I am a little surprised that Brian Dable, um, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, and the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, have not taken jobs as of yet. Um, you you can accept jobs without. There are still some pretty fantastic jobs out there, by the way. So there's so there's let's the be Eagles. Careful. I think everyone thinks the best job available is still hanging out out there with the, with the Chargers. Chargers. Yep, Chargers, the Eagles, and we're missing one. Which one are we missing? I don't I know who think. we've covered so far. I could have gone down. Uh, the uh, Texans. Texans. Texans still hadn't hired one. That is, so, that is the worst job out there, by the way, uh, out of yes. all of them. Not now, out of all of them. No, it it could be the best because you do have the best quarterback there. 
It couldn't. It can't be the best. It can't in in no way, shape, form, fashion can it be the best. Watson's not magic. He cannot play on that team by himself. What we saw Agreed. this year is his ceiling. But th- there are ways to uh, to create capital, right? Oh, I don't think there are ways to create capital. I really don't. Because all the contracts they have that they could trade away, nobody wants. That like, is okay. You That's do true. get into situations where you can move star players who are overpriced and killing your cap to open cap space up to get young blood. That happens all the time. Nobody wants these guys. That's true. That's true. Therein lies the problem is they've given money to people that nobody else wants. So, but you do have some contracts that will be falling off the books, et cetera, et That's cetera. True. Like, there are those. Um, I am. I, they have the least amount of cap space as anybody, and they have no picks. Exactly. That's not yeah. a, and you're right. And most of the roster they've got is locked up. So that's if, what you got. If you if you trust that staff that uh, that front office to keep you for longer than because I we would both imagine that next year is going to be not good, right? I think next year is not going to be good. So if. If they are not going to be expecting on, anything from you in year one. But herein lies the problem. This is why that's the worst job possible. You're never going to be in line for a top pick. Because okay. Watson's good enough to win just enough games. Yeah, I mean, this year would have been so the you're, year. You're not going to be a bottom four team consistently. Yeah, this, this year would have been the year they had the number three pick, but they traded it to yeah. the Dolphins. Dolphins, so, damn right. Damn uh, right. Ryan Johnson jumps in. Darnold is better than Wentz, and he said Justin Fields looked like crap. Uh, yeah, Fields did so, not look good. So comparing Darnold and Wentz doesn't prove any points. We have we have established a baseline that Wentz is trash. Well, Wentz Wentz got benched. So what? On, so on what, his own for, team. for for a guy that wasn't really great in college in yeah. a pro style offense, I I don't understand how saying Darnold's better than Wentz. Okay. Nobody's going to disagree with you on that. He's better than the 40-something best quarterback in the NFL. All right. <laughs> There's only 32 teams. So once you start hitting in the fours, you got double-digit backup guys that are better than you. It's true. It is true. So, yeah, I'm – That might be a little extreme. Wentz probably isn't that bad, but Wentz is not good. No, Wentz is definitely not good, and I, I don't know that Darnold is very good either. I think um, Darnold's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Let's get that clear. I think he's definitely – Without question, one of the top 32 in the league right now. And if he was on a better team, he would be better. But I don't know that he would be great. I, okay, I can I can agree with that. Uh, as far as the Justin Fields comment, um, so Fields, I believe, is somewhere in between what he was against Clemson and what he was against Alabama. He's somewhere in between there. Well, um, yeah. And it, yes. it's... Yeah, the, people have a ceiling and they have a floor. His what he got at Clemson is not his is not his everyday played. You're not going to get that week in and week out. What you got against Indiana or Northwestern is probably pretty close to the same uh, as what he got against Alabama, right? Like all three of those games look kind of similar. Uh, against Alabama, what was it? It was like 180 passing yards, only one touchdown. Like just well, I mean, you know. he didn't have much more than that against Indiana and uh, Northwestern. That's true. Uh, against uh, well, but against. Uh, Against Northwestern, he was missing, you know, Chris Olave and and whatnot. And that's, I'm not talking like, about that. He, he's still got to perform with what he's got. If agreed. you're talking about going to the NFL, you don't get to say you go to the NFL. Oh, and we're going to give you Randy Moss and Megatron. So like, let's let's ask uh, let's ask this question. Um, so Justin Fields, you know, it was widely considered that they are going to go one two him and Trevor Lawrence, right? Yep. All of the mock drafts that I've been paying attention to have him pretty much 
you know, falling out of the top five, and in some cases, I mean, my goodness, uh, uh, Todd McShay. Quarterbacks? Just out of the top five picks, period. That that might happen. That might happen because there's a lot of guys down there that don't need a quarterback. I mean, Miami doesn't need a quarterback. The Jets, if they're going to get along with – with, you know, Darnold, which there's talks that they're just going to keep riding with him for a little bit, try to rebuild this thing, then they're not going to take a quarterback. Like, like you know. Yeah. No, it's, it's so that's the issue is it, they're talking about Fields possibly dropping all the way to 15 to the Patriots. Yeah, I'd and love it. I'd take him all day long. I figured you might. I mean, the talent is long. obviously there. His issue has been. My preference been, from what I've seen playing football right now is Zach Wilson, which I need to see a height on Zach Wilson. He looks really small. He's like six Huh? He's like six foot. Uh, that's not that's not terrible. I'm still pretty small. Uh, Zach Wilson and Smith. That's those are the two guys that I would like to have. See. Zach Wilson. Uh, they have got him listed at six foot three. I don't nah, buy that that's, at all. That's that's college. Okay, I'll wait till the combine when they actually put a measuring tape on somebody. Let's see. Yeah, I'm well, listen, we're, we got off of Arthur Smith because that's who we're supposed to be talking about right I, okay. now. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're talking ahead. about the Falcons. We're talking about, talking about Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith is. Let me tell you what I like about him the most. Okay, he came out of nowhere. He came out of complete left field, but this guy has done almost every job in a in an organization. This is not nepotism, which happens all the time in the NFL. This is not. I got a rich daddy, and so I get a bigger job than I deserve, which he has the richest daddy of them all and and he has worked his way up and he has done as low level scouting jobs as you've seen all the way up to player development all the things that that are required to be a coach so he knows what needs to happen at almost every level the thing i like about him in a play calling is the way he calls a game now i, I can't speak to his game preparation. I can't speak to any of that because I don't know enough of the ins and outs of what happens behind the closed doors, but I see on Sundays. Okay. This guy seems to be really good at problem solving when something isn't working. He usually tries, he does a pretty good job of finding a way to find something that does work based on what the defense does. I will tell you that is what Joe Brady brought to the, the Tigers last year at LSU and what he also did a whole lot that that this guy's young and you say he's unproven but but it's not even about your I know more football than you it's problem solving it is okay they're doing this we need to counter with this and this because that takes away x y and z and and this guy should be open and it he took a Panthers team that we didn't we didn't think was ready to to be good at all and they won way more games than I ever thought they would and and uh, I think Arthur Smith does a lot of problem solving. I would like him as a head coach. If if my head coaching job was open and the candidates available were out there, that's him and Brian Dable do a lot of the same thing, which yes. is they they're not necessarily the maybe the most creative guys in the world, but they take what they got, they see what the defense is doing, and they are are what they predict them to do to begin the game but they are really good at transitioning in the middle of the game. Yeah. They don't need a week or, or a couple of days to, to, to punt and, and, and do something different. Brian Dable, it, it, the Alabama Clemson game um, is one of the best examples of Brian Dable's ability. Well, no, the right? the uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia, that's, Georgia that's game. The I'm one, sorry. Yeah. The, the Alabama Georgia game is one of the best. He has a quarterback that is limited and he has an entire game plan put together for this individual. And at halftime, 
He says, we got to go with the other guy. This isn't working. They go with the other guy, and he is able to completely alter his play calling, completely alter the design of the offense instantaneously. These aren't plays that they've been practicing and running and drilling all day and, and, and night because they have a completely different office for one quarterback as they do to another. That's that's really hard to do. That takes next-level thinking. I think Arthur Smith does that. I think Arthur Smith has a lot of that. Uh, Brian, Brian Dable, did, in that game, it wasn't just that they, that they switched quarterbacks. It was no. that they switched uh, entire like By switching quarterbacks, offense. you're able they, to completely change your offense. They they switched offensive linemen. They switched out running backs. They switched out the wide receivers to completely yeah. shift what they were doing. And it was insanely impressive in that one game. And then he has done the same thing at Buffalo. And it's the same yeah. thing that Arthur Smith has done at Tennessee. Let me, uh, let me roll through some of what Arthur Smith has done. He started his career in 2006 as a GA at North Carolina. He then went to the Washington football team as a defensive quality assistant in 2010, he was at Ole Miss as a defensive intern and administrative assistant. He then went to the Titans in 2011 as a defensive quality control coach. He moved over to the other side of the ball in 2012 and was an offensive quality control coach. In 2013, he was offensive line and tight ends assistant. He wasn't even an actual coach. He was just an assistant to the position coaches. Uh, he was the assistant tight ends coach in 2014-2015 he was the tight ends coach 2016 through 2018, and then he got the offensive coordinator job last year through this year, and now it appears that he will be a head coach. Uh, the guy has been through uh, every every kind of position that you could come in and and learn from, right? And I think that's what makes uh, that's what can make a really successful head coach. So, Absolutely. Uh, Matt Miller said, "You think Doug Peterson gets an offensive coach or uh, offensive coordinator job in this cycle?" Um, I don't. And he said, "Why has?" Uh, Wink Martindale not gotten a look for head coach. Man, um, Wink is a great – I think it's a look thing, to be honest with you. It's I, entirely I possible. just do. I really do. I, I, we live in a world – listen, I not that I, I'm a victim of anything, okay? I look the way I look because I have taken care of myself the way I've taken care of myself for 38 years, all right? This is my fault, no one else's. But I have 100% not gotten jobs because of the way I look. I have 100% been let go of jobs because of the way I look. And I've been told that to my face. I think Wink's got a little bit of that. I mean, he's not nearly as fat as I am, but he's got a big mullet and he, you know, he just seems to be a weird guy. And I think these billionaire owners, they don't care about football as much as they care about image because you're taking the brand and the franchise. And while the players worship and die for him, they, it's just one of those things where I don't know that it matters the owner doesn't care about that. The owner cares about whoever is our head coach is the brand for, for this program. They're yeah. the face of it. It's not me. It's, it's either the quarterback or the head coach. And, and I think that's the reason why. And I think it's foolish. And I think the bills have an incredible uh, coaching staff right now. Both of their coordinators, I think would make exceptional head coaches. Yeah, no, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, Wink, Wink Martindale, like it, what he's done with the Ravens is, I mean, pretty ridiculous. He's he's been yeah. the DC since uh, twenty eighteen. He was a linebackers coach there since two thousand twelve. Yeah, I said uh, the Bills. I meant I meant Baltimore. Yeah, no, 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 Sorry. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, They're but playing it, each other this week. But but it, he's been at the Bills. He, he yeah. used to be at Buffalo. But that guy's that guy's been around the league and he's real good. Yes. And every every player that plays for him loves him. He. And, and I think it might be what you're talking about. It might it might just be a look thing. It might be whatever. Or it could just be that people tend to give 
John Harbaugh the credit for that Ravens team. Um, which well, is, they do. They definitely do that. But, I mean, you know, people give Andy Reid and Bill Belichick all the credit. They still hire their assistants. Yeah, that is true. I, 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 and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm seeing a victim where there's not really a victim. Okay, that's that's easily a possibility. Okay, but I just he's a he's a weird, goofy looking guy, and and he's a foot he's a great football guy, but that ain't what these coaches want. That you're you're 100 right. That I is, will tell you this: if we finish this coaching cycle and Bienemy doesn't get hired. The NFL really needs to look at their situations. The problem is, is I like all the hires of all the guys that have gotten a, chi- a chance. Yes, I, I tend so to agree with it's that. It's so hard to say, yeah, this guy's qualified and he needs a job and he should get a job, not because he's black, but because he's better than all these other guys. You know, but I like the guys that are getting hired also. Yes. And I think they're really good and I absolutely think they're qualified. It, it just makes it such a, a, a tough thing. Um, you know, I think these are good coaching hires, but at some point in time, that guy that guy deserves a shot to run a team. He's real good. Well, so part of the problem with Beanie uh, and even Dayball and, uh, and and whoever else, right? They are still in the playoffs. Like the Chiefs are expected to to be in yep. the Super Bowl. If they are going to be playing all the way into February, do these team presidents and, and the owners and whatnot do they want to wait until? Well, he's I wonder done if that's whatever. why the Chargers are because we've heard nothing about even any of their interviews, really. Right? That's true. That is true. I mean, I haven't, but I haven't really paid attention to a lot of the interviews. I'm very in on the team's left and what's going on. Well, and the once Texans, I hear a guy gets a job, then I go look at that job and I judge that job and that hire. But for the most part, I'm paying attention to the team's left, mainly because I got a horse still in the race, and it's a, a lot of fun. The Texans did finally request permission to interview uh, Eric Bieniemy, but you know uh, Matt Miller jumps in. Who do you think the Texans hire? I, I don't I have, have an no answer idea. for that, man. I'm, I'm not. I got. I got no clue. I, I mean, really it's, got no clue. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crapshoot at this point because it, you hadn't heard a lot about that either. Um, you know, I I just I have no idea. I I don't know who they might even go after because there's been no news. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's just weird. Uh, Joe Brady, uh, Leslie Frazier are some of the other candidates that have uh, interviewed. Um, you know, I mean, any of them would be fine. I guess. I just I yes. I have no idea what they're what they're planning, what they're going to do. Uh, Matt Miller said Spanos is one of the five worst owners in the league. I would not want that Chargers job. Um, I, so so that's the thing is I agree with your first part. I disagree with your second. It yes, Spanos family is one of the worst. Or they're one of the worst in the league. All right, they're in that conversation. the The difference is, is it's one of thirty two jobs in personnel wise, player wise, cap wise, draft wise. Like it's a pretty appealing job right now. Yeah, Chargers are like, definitely set up. Like if I got to go in there and I had any say whatsoever in the personnel and and who you're who you're gonna, you know, acquire, and I can help build that roster. Not obviously by myself. Hire a GM. Make sure we have a president. We have other people in the room that do those things, but have have my voice be heard, and I can inherit a young, young quarterback on his second year that had an outstanding rookie year. Man, I, I wouldn't hate that gig. Yeah. So I while can, I don't like the man cutting my checks, it doesn't matter. At some point in time, you're going to work. You're doing a job, and if you're good enough, put that guy in a corner. Yep. You got it. Winning cures everything, right? Um, yeah. 
All right, so let's uh, let's close out today's show. Obviously, it is a uh, a nice long weekend. We uh, we will be back on Monday, I believe. Chris, is that correct? I got nothing to do. Sounds Call like me. I'll be sitting at home. Yep, we will be here. So we'll be here on Monday. But uh, we'll close out today's show talking about the NCAA and the fact that they are pushing back legislation on the uh, name, image, likeness stuff and on the transfers, right? Because everybody assumed. Well, in January, they're just going to open it up because they've, they've done this already in college basketball and in college football. Basically, uh, at one point, they just said, you know what? Everybody that is wanting to transfer and, and play immediately, you're good to go. Now, it took a little while, but they eventually did that. And everybody assumed that they would go ahead and pass this, this waiver, this legislation that would allow a one-time transfer to just play immediately. You don't have to get approval. You know, just If you want to go somewhere else and play... Sick them. Have at it. Well, the NCAA has pushed all of that back, and I have never in my life, Chris, you are a small business owner. Have you ever thought about uh, if you had a problem that was going on in your company, you would just sit and wait for the government to tell you what to do? Have you ever God, done that? No, 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 not, not just have I never done that. I would, that would be the absolute last resort. And I probably would just close my doors before asking the government to help me. And yet, because that's, what that's the a group of people that are inept at getting anything done. Yeah, anything why, done. Why would you, if you are the NCAA, you are allowing the government to dictate your business instead of just setting the rules and whatnot yourself? Now, if they come back and they set whatever anyway, then there's nothing you can do about it. But why would you not go ahead and try and tackle this problem to begin with? Now because the transfer they're all bad thing, at their jobs because these people were hired to 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 take in a lot of money, put a lot of that money in their pocket, and 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 look like they're doing a good job. They they're literally just a front for funneling money. That's all they are. They're not problem solvers. This is not a group of people that are good at solving problems or even handling hard, complicated issues. They don't know how to do any of this stuff. They do it all badly, and then and they get to do it. With the luxury behind closed doors, if if you want to transfer, and and you get to go, we just say we say yes. We hear your case, we we read your appeal, and we allow you. Some other guy wants to transfer. We hear his case, we say no. We say no. We don't know but, the ins and outs. Of there's who no timetable chosen and who doesn't. There's there's no timetable on it either. Remember Joey no, Gatewood. I can tell you. Like, I can tell you whenever the hell I want. It's insane to anybody this is what happens when you don't hold people accountable for the poor job that they do that's the problem yeah. is these people do a really bad job but you know what they do a good job of shut up and take your money and stay out of our business yeah that's what the presidents want stay out of our business from the blue bloods that run the sports that's what they want no 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 those little schools get, get in trouble yeah go fix that go address that crap but don't you stay out of our business, you stay out of our locker rooms, you stay out of our booster clubs, you stay out of our mess. It's insane. And so they do a great job of that. So the, the transfer stuff, they are pushing that back along with the NIL because they believe that it ties in together. Now, I don't, I don't exactly believe that. I don't think they're that. together at all. No, nope, I, I, I don't. But completely that's completely separate issues. Right, right. We, we agree on that. But they look at it as if we open this up, and the uh, the name, image, likeness legislation comes through, and it turns into, well, you know, so-and-so could have stayed at Winthrop or whatever, but uh, so-and-so, Duke is offering more money for them to come in and 
play. Like a booster at Duke is offering this kid that was the highest scorer at Winthrop or at Bowling Green or whatever. They offered him to come to Duke. Well, now he's going to use that one-time transfer to be able to do it. Like, it, it won't matter. That's not what's going to happen here. Like, it's it's insane to even think about the fact that those would be tied in together. I understand on a minor level where they could be coming from, but those things are so completely separate that you had to push something through. And and instead of protecting the players like they were assigned to do, like like their job states, their mission states that they are supposed to do, they're not doing it. And it, it drives you and me both insane every time we oh, see this. Infuri- it infuriates me. I think they're the biggest waste of space on the planet, man. I mean, they really are. Yeah. They, they just do nothing, but they stand in the way of anything progressive to make the sport better. Yes, I, I tend to agree with and that. And they could care less. Their whole foundation began on taking care of the kids. And now they could give two shits about these kids. They don't give a damn about these kids. Well, that's, their, their biggest thing is they, they want the money. The yeah, they want the money to go to themselves and the schools. Yeah. And yeah. the longer they push this back, uh, the less that they'll have to worry with that. Now, eventually, now that we have a Democratic-led Congress, um, you know, they, I would imagine that this is going to go the way of the players sooner than so. later. They're, they're, they're a labor. They're, they've always been the, the, the side of labor in the past. So let's see if we can help that. Let's see if we can make that happen because these – I listen, you don't want to pay the kids out of your own pocket. That's fine. Name, image, and likeness, I, I want it. I think it should happen. I don't know why it can't happen. My issue is, is the transfer. How many coaches this cycle left one school and went to another? Uh, a bunch. A lot. A lot. Yeah. They just and hopped it, up and was, left. This was not supposed to be a, a no. big one, but it was. Yeah. And and so, therefore, I don't understand how it's okay for the coaches to leave when they have contracts. These players don't have an ironclad contract. No. That's a one-sided fence. Yeah. It's insane. I, I don't get it. But, alas, it is what it is. And, and we will sit and wait and see what happens because now we're waiting on – um, congressional legislation on name, image, likeness, which would then in turn, uh, but that's going to take forever. At, well, it it can't, those people move at the speed of nothing, man. It, it can't take that long because in July of this year, uh, Florida and I believe no California is twenty twenty three. Florida is July, so it's it's maybe Florida and Pennsylvania, Florida and somebody. Uh, of twenty twenty one. Yes, like in a in a few short Let months. Let them do it. Let and, them do and it. Once that happens. Man, uh, they're going to ask Congress. Just Congress and cock this all up, though. Oh, yeah, they're going to screw it up. Well, it, that's it, what the, they do with everything. The issue, everything they do, they screw up. The issue that they run into, that the NCAA runs into, by trying to get them involved, is now you're opening up your revenue. That yep. Congress may came may come back and say, "Eh, you guys are making way too much money to be a nonprofit. Like, yep. you you can't be a five hundred three C making this much and not paying the labor that's actually generating the income." So, along with the fact that you have to do name, image, likeness rights, uh, we're also going to say that you have to pay this percentage of your income that comes in from these TV deals, et cetera, et cetera, that has to go to players now. Like, they can absolutely do something like that. So, who knows? Uh, maybe good things will come from this. Maybe they won't. But I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't trust that at all. I, I tend to agree with you, uh, but it is on the table because when, when the NCAA does not set these things themselves— and say, you know what, y'all just stay out of out of our way. We got this handled. 
Uh, if they don't do that, they open it up for everybody else to get involved, and then you've got even more cooks in the kitchen, and it becomes a disaster. So I'm I'm curious. I want to see what's going to happen, but it, it looks like it will be pushed back for the foreseeable future. There is no date for when they will hear it again, um, and that sucks. There's no two groups less that I would trust than the NCAA or our Congress as it sits now to get anything done, to be done right. That like if if you gave me a million options and one of those options was like a hundred third graders, I would take the hundred third graders over. I would take those two Nimkin poops. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. All right, is there anything else that uh, that we need to hit today? I don't think so. Let's go ahead and get out of here. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you to everybody that jumped into the chat. Of course, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Uh, we are here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. For now, that schedule will change once we once we sit down and get everything figured out as we go. Uh, but we will announce that in the very, very short future. Uh, but we'll be, we'll be here on Monday. We'll figure this out on Monday. Uh, we do have an SBR show next week. Make sure you are subscribed over there. Uh, SBR Picks on YouTube. Or go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Of course, our website. You can find everything about us over there. Everywhere you need to be subscribed. Winningcureseverything.com. Ah, we hope all of you have wonderful, wonderful weekends. The NFL Divisional Round playoffs are this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a fantastic time. Four great ball games. Cannot wait for it. Um, yeah, Chris, uh, do you have any big plans this weekend? Uh, no, I'm going to watch football. I am going to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama this weekend. I am thoroughly looking forward to it. Some of my favorite restaurants, so I will be uh, I'll be eating and enjoying uh, a little bit of time away. You know, my, my parents-in-law uh, live about an hour away from Tuscaloosa, so I'm making the trek over. Uh, the boys stand with the grandparents, or with the, uh, yeah, his grandparents, and yeah, we're going to figure it out. So, should be a good weekend. Um, hopefully, all of you have great weekends, and hopefully, uh, you will all take care of yourself, you will all take care of each other, and, and we hope you all cash tickets. So we'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.